0: Hey guys, this is David, and welcome to Cucumber Talks. Each week, I sit down with my friends Bryce and Marshall to chat about what's going on in our lives. Our goal is to have honest, vulnerable, and sometimes uncomfortable conversations about our struggles and successes. In this week's chat, Bryce talks about feeling inferior versus having an inferiority complex. I talk about journaling And Marshall talks about changing job roles. I hope you enjoy.
1: Okay. Uh, Today I wanted to talk about the book I'm reading, which is the book our guest from a couple weeks ago, Chris Palmore, recommended The Courage to Be Disliked. Um, I'm not sure what the author's name is. It's actually a Japanese author, so it's a translation. I assume it's a translation. Anyway, I don't know too much about the backstory of the book, but I wanted to discuss one of the ideas that the book talked about, which is that we manifest or construct um, flaws in ourselves as a way to uh, kind of construct an excuse not to do something an example um i can't succeed because i don't have a college degree so the lack of a college degree is your excuse to to not try essentially and i i realize i i have a a lot of these. I don't know if I'm subconsciously creating them or if um I'm I'm not exactly sure, but anyway, I want to talk about one that kind of has been with me since high school. And it's um it's I can't <laughs> it's ironic that we're doing a podcast, but it's I can't tell stories, long stories, or I can't explain complicated ideas because I'm a poor speaker. Like I, I stumble over my words. I, my, my stories don't make sense. My, um, explanations don't make sense because I get lost as I'm trying to explain them or, or tell them or, um, that people aren't, Uh, able to understand them (laughs) so it's Hmm. you know even even right now i I feel it like i'm trying to explain this concept about a book a concept within a book and there's this resistance within me Hmm. to try to explain something that's kind of complicated within this book because i don't feel like i'm good at articulating it and that there's this fear that when people listen to this, or when you guys listen to me explain it, that you won't understand it, and you'll think that my explanation is boring, or that it's um, unclear, or that I pause too much in my my speaking, and yeah, it's 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 this um, paradigm where you you're afraid to do, do something, and I'm not exactly sure why I've created this in my head, because I don't think I was always like that. I remember this, this moment, uh, in maybe freshman year of college, and a couple of my buddies, we were brainstorming this startup idea, doing a startup company together, and I remember we were at a party and the three of us were asked about the startup idea and I was asked to explain it and then I explained it and the person listening was really confused and they commented that I shouldn't be the one mm. to, to pitch the ideas in the future or to explain it because it was really unclear. Hmm maybe that the
0: spokesperson
1: yeah not the (laughs) spokesperson Hmm. um the whole thing the whole idea reminds me a lot about the mind body connection book that i've talked about before where our body our physical bodies will manifest some ailment or pain in order to distract from something going on in our mind that is more painful so the the pain is like a distraction the physical pain is like a distraction from the the mental pain and i wonder if my my fear of talking or my fear of it's not that i have a fear of talking but i have a fear of explaining complicated concepts or a fear of telling stories. Hmm. And I wonder if that fear is related to worrying about rejection or worrying about pleasing people or uh, I'm sure it is, you know, it's like I want people to have this nice experience when they're listening to me or this this captivating experience or or something like that, or that they are amazed by me or amazed by my words or or something like that. But mm. mm-hmm. and that that need to have that or for other people to experience that that keeps me from talking, <laughs> you know. It's like a, the exact opposite happens. I'll check in right now and ask if any of this is making sense or mm-hmm. or thoughts, <laughs> yeah, the first thing I thought of, and it
0: it does make sense first of all, um the first thing I thought of was like because I do it too, um, you like put yourself on a a pedestal in your mind, or I mean. I compare myself a lot to people and so like I listen to people you know all day that are like really good speakers and they're really good at articulating things and then I I look at myself I look inward and I, I think geez I'm like garbage at this like uh-huh. I could never do something you know I could never say something that like eloquently or <laughs> like Jordan Peterson or you know anybody who
2: speaks for a living so yeah i can totally feel that (laughs) it reminds me of i've heard artists and using that term loosely like painters or musicians or even public speakers or something like that say that often you'll learn to recognize greatness before you can create it and so we end up with this gap where we're like I know what I'm doing isn't great because we can recognize it. We see, we can recognize, okay, this over here is really good. I know what I'm doing isn't that. But we don't know how to get there yet. So then there's all this practice that kind of goes into doing that. And that's what it reminds me of. It's almost like teaching English or something too, where you can understand what somebody's saying before you can produce the words. And so it makes me think that you probably have some of that going on, Bryce, where you know. The goal of what you want but you're not sure how to actually articulate it in some way and I definitely have that too
1: yeah the book describes it as well it it talks about feeling inferior and contrasting that with having an inferiority complex which I thought was interesting the the author's Suggesting that it's good to feel inferior, like it would be good for me to notice my um, my shortcomings with, with speaking and then work to improve on them, mm-hmm. like use them as a motivation or um, just have the discipline to notice that and then work on it then the inferiority complex is is quite different though it's when you it's like you're almost constructing the flaw intentionally as a way to not do something that's mm-hmm. scary so for whatever reason i feel scared of telling long stories or explaining explaining things in, in depth or just speaking for a long time without <clears throat> um, without pausing without other people's feedback you know I, if i just speak on my own for a minute or two it starts to feel really uncomfortable
2: hmm. where do you notice that coming up the most like for instance the stories like i think you had a good example of just trying to explain this concept i can relate to that Do you find yourself trying to tell stories or thinking you want to tell a story, but then kind of veering away from that? When does that come up for you? Yeah,
1: yeah, that's what I'm saying. I think I have the inferiority complex when it comes to this because I'll intentionally not tell the story Hmm. because I'm afraid that other people will find it boring or um, be confused by it and i'll just skip it all together. Mm-hmm. so it's it's actually keeping me from
2: communicating, right? and then it feeds into the complex because now you're like you don't get any practice, so then you feel <sighs> yeah. even worse and then because you feel worse you tell stories even less and <laughs>
1: mm. and, and that like to be honest maybe i'm maybe i am g- taking steps to get over it because honestly, one of the reasons I continue to do this podcast is just so I can get practice speaking. And I, you know, there's this satisfaction of using this as a platform to just speak. And whatever I say, it doesn't really matter. It's just a pra- just pra- practice mm-hmm. speaking. And then I get to listen back and see, am I doing better with um articulating my thoughts? Am I getting better removing some of those filler words? These types of things. So yeah, I like to think that I'm <laughs> making some steps.
2: Mm-hmm. Dude, 100%. And- Go ahead, Marshall. Sorry. I was going to say at one point y- you had, I forget what we were talking about, but you had mentioned that you Felt like you got better of learning how to tell stories. I remember that specifically. I don't remember if it was in a, you know, yearly review po- podcast episode or something. But um, I was curious about that. Did when you had said that in the past, what was it that you had reviewed and and like what made you say that in the past? That I'm bad at telling stories. or that... No, on the other side, that it you had mentioned at some point that you had reflected back on the podcast and seen that you were getting better at telling stories. Do you remember what precipitated that?
1: Um, No, I I don't, but I do. I do think I'm moving out of the inferiority complex when it comes to this, Mm -hmm. when I'm with people, I do take on the, you know, the scary challenge of telling a long story. Mm -hmm. And, Even ones that, you know, sometimes you've told a story quite a few times, so you're familiar with how to tell it.
2: Mm -hmm. Um, Others you're
1: telling for the first time and you're like stumbling and I'm using you, but it's I, I stumble and get lost along the way and maybe miss the, you know, when you tell a story eloquently, you know how to get the reactions from people and you know to hit how to hit the highlights and, and these types of things. But when you're telling a story for the first time, it's choppy and rough. Mm -hmm. And I do feel like I've, uh, gotten better just about not caring how the other person responds. Mm -hmm. You know, if they don't laugh or if they don't find it that interesting, or if it feels boring, um, like who cares? (laughs) And kind of just using it as the same way I use this podcast as just a way to practice, you know, you, you, you hear the comedians talk about how they bomb all the time until they really refine everything that they're saying. And that's, that's how I'm trying to approach it now. (laughs) Probably bomb a hundred times and, it doesn't matter. I'm not even a comedian. <laughs> That's mm-hmm. not, you know, just the. Uh, the point is just to speak and say what I want to say. Anyway, that that was the main one that I I thought about. But there's other ones too. <laughs> it was really funny. I was, this is a bad example because it's one that I've overcome. But I remember Marshall one time we had coffee together, and you were telling me about your travels in South America, and you said. Well, it's kind of weird, or it's not that fun, because I didn't speak Spanish, and all of the other travelers speak Spanish. You said something like that. Like, I don't, I I don't know if you said it wasn't fun, but you said something like all the other backpackers or travelers yeah, it was just speak a different Spanish. experience for me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> unlike in Asia where nobody speaks right, yeah. so I was the only one that didn't speak Spanish. And for some reason that stuck with me, like, oh, Mm. I don't want to go there because I'll be the only one Mm. who can't speak Spanish. And that'll, that'll suck. (laughs) So for like a year or two, I just had blocked off traveling to Spanish speaking countries because I didn't want to be the only one who didn't speak Spanish. And then something clicked in my head was like, no. Who cares? <laughs> you'll, you'll figure it out or it'll be fine. So it, it, again, it was that a plus a equals B like, because I can't speak Spanish, I can't travel to these
2: countries. Hmm. And that paradigm was in my head. Um, yeah. That's crazy. The unintended consequences. Like I, you know, I, obviously I'm not meaning to scare you away from going to, Oh, <laughs> definitely. definitely not. Or whatever. Like Obviously. I love my experience down there. But yeah, like how easily a, a quick phrase or a quick story that I told influences you. And you know, certainly I'm not meaning to influence one way or another, probably. I'm just trying to tell my experience, but then you interpret it in a certain way that ends up whether it actually changes your life, but it changes your sort of mindset on things for <laughs> however <laughs> length of time it's. Yeah, it's like that with the power of words,
1: places, and situations. You know, like, uh, I don't want to travel to San Francisco because it's too expensive there. And I know I won't Mm -hmm. like it. And everybody there is a techie bro. And uh, yeah, so I just won't go to San Francisco ever because I think this. Or (laughs) another one was I'm I'm scared of going to conferences. Hmm. I'm scared of going to an Amazon conference, even though that's the industry that I'm in, and it would Hmm. like um or almost like any conference. (laughs) Um, in the back of my mind, I think I've wanted to go to a conference. Yeah, why not? In the the past,
2: classroom settings you like. What's the difference on conferences? It's just more people. (laughs) (laughs) What do you know? Like, can you trace that one back at all to anything?
1: I think I felt felt like I'm not successful enough, dude, to go, or um, I'm not outgoing enough, and I'll just be that person in the corner standing by myself, Hmm. Um, because I'm not extroverted and you know i picture people at conferences like super networky and bubbly (laughs) and all of this and that
0: Um,
2: like the salesperson type of personality yeah like hey how's it going (laughs) there will be some people like that but i guarantee you won't be like
1: everybody has a business card and everybody's handing out their business card and i'm just well i'm surprised
0: you didn't think of it like Hey, I should go because there most likely will be people more successful than me, which is what i at least you were looking for that in the in the past, right? You were looking to surround yourself with uh people more successful or that made it like more than you to just kind of gain uh understanding from them or just kind of soak up things or mm-hmm. right I mean,
1: yeah, definitely. It, hmm. it's kind of illogical on this when you when you talk about it it's just that <laughs> i don't know do you guys have any of these i feel like
2: everybody does because of a i can't do b yeah i started writing some down did you have any david
0: uh yeah i have a couple i i i don't really have the a part <laughs> but maybe we can highlight that or <laughs> <laughs> what do <are> you but... <laughs> well because like i i just have the i can't part so i mean oh, okay okay i i can give so it's like i, I can, can give one that just kind of popped into my head um like the b part is i can't become you know a millionaire or like super successful and i think mm. the a might be you know because i'm not young anymore like i'm not so young Mm -hmm. that i have that time to you know to to compound on it
1: (laughs) yeah yeah that's a good one i mean i've yeah who who can't relate to that
2: yeah (laughs) (laughs) and then when you're in five years you'll be telling yourself the other way around or i guess I'm sorry, maybe it's the other way around when you're you know when you're in your twenties, you're like I can't be successful because I'm in my twenties and who's gonna take me seriously? Like I remember that as a you know twenty something right. like
0: always an excuse. <laughs> yeah, there's always
2: it's great. Like
0: if I had invested hundred dollars a month on an IRA, <laughs> Roth IRA, at eighteen I would be a millionaire. I see. Okay, you know, okay and it's like, oh, I've wasted so much time. <laughs> mm. So in my head but um, I guess my other one was uh, my B was I can't get in shape and I'm not really sure what my A would be but I do have a fear that like I think maybe because I like A could be because I love food so much or (laughs) I I enjoy like gorging (laughs) So uh, (laughs) I feel like I'll never be, you know, happy or something if I, if I'm like just eating celery or something, it's just a stupid
2: idea in my head, you know, but I, uh, I definitely feel that it's crazy. Cause as we go through these, I'm sure you guys are feeling it for each other where some of the ones that somebody mentions are, the same for you and so it's like yeah that is tough and then some of them are not the same and you're like that's so just in your head why do you you know the only thing stopping you is what's in your head but that of course (laughs) that is the only thing it's a huge thing it's it's the thing that stops you or 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 the thing that gets you somewhere too and yeah i feel the same way with the even though like my physique might not look like the gorging person physique like i relate to that one yeah i mean for you, maybe like
0: just struggling to like bulk up, you know, because you've mentioned wanting to like get some like, you know, a lot like muscle or something. Mine is like, I have, I, I like get fat and I'm trying to lose it. Yeah. It's <laughs> Crazy. Hmm. The Struggle is real. <laughs> Did you have any Marshall?
2: Yeah. Um. I was actually talking about it a little bit yesterday with my wife because I think some of these on here are, like, real ones, if that makes sense. Like, ones that, okay, that actually is impossible. Maybe not, but they're they're more, like, difficult to overcome, I guess. And then others are clearly, like, okay, this is just in my head. But I thought it was interesting to talk about both sides to see, like, are the real ones really real? or You know what I mean? Uh, mm-hmm. So I'll just read them off real quick and talk about them, whatever. Um, I said, because I don't have established credibility in relationships, I can't be on big podcasts. Uh, Because my wife doesn't want to go to the church I want to go to. And because I want to go to church with my wife, I can't go to that church. Uh, Because I don't have a best-selling book, I can't make a living as an author. Mm. Because I don't have, I said, a $10,000 budget, I can't sell as many books as I want because I have a full-time job and a wife and kids, and then I put in, well, let me read the full thing without the parentheses first. I said, because I have a full-time job and wife and kids, I can't write for eight hours a day. But then I recognized that that's not real, so I put in, I added to it, I said, because I have a full-time job and a wife and kids, and I'm not willing to give any of those up, I can't write for eight hours a day. And yeah, I could go on, but those are some of the, the ones that came to mind for me kind of an interesting exercise i feel like i could write a hundred of these and you know it'd be interesting (laughs) to go back and look and see themes and patterns you know
0: Mm.
1: how far do you all feel you are to the inferiority complex versus noticing that you're inferior in that category and wanting to improve are there maybe a better question is which ones on your list stick out as being ones you're just afraid to do what at all like you don't even Mm. you can't even imagine
2: taking the first step Hmm. you know on my list partially i think it's because by listing them it helps me be more detached and maybe more logical with them but on my list i don't actually see them as being ones where i have a gut reaction like oh yeah i'm I'm afraid of that, and that's why I can't do it. But getting to the point where I can put it on this list or you know, recognize it enough to be able to put it on the list, being self-aware enough to be able to, like what you said with the conferences one, Bryce, kind of stuck, stood out to me because I, I don't have that fear of going to conferences. I really like conferences, actually. And I have a history of going to them that sort of backs up that. So I have, you know, it's like a structure in my mind. that's the opposite of what you have. But if I, that one seems like it would be a difficult one for me if I had that to point out. And so pointing it out is the part that makes it hard. Like if I can't point it out, it's hard for me to feel like I can face it. You know what I mean? Because even there's been times on this when we've talked where you guys have pointed out something to me. You're like, well, what if you just did this? And then I feel that like fear, like, oh, I could just do that. But it's that I'm afraid of. Like getting on the phone and calling somebody and asking them that question, or, oh, I'm afraid. You know what I mean? For me, it's just like a lot of recognizing, trying to recognize it is the biggest hurdle.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause
2: when I heard you all, all, all the
1: ones that you said, it seems like you, maybe, maybe not you, Marshall, but David, obviously you are trying. Is it just the, you feel any results that you achieve will be temporary.
0: Yeah. Either temporary. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, I mean, for food, definitely temporary. It's like, I'm a crack addict with that. <laughs> I haven't like, you know, completely like fell off or anything, but I'll see like the results are, are much slower than I thought. Or it's just like, you know it definitely gets to me when when I see it's not what I want it to be or I'm like I you know I did this much and it's like I only you know saw just a tiny bit of improvement mm-hmm. and um I mean with the millionaire thing it's like I may just be I mean I know for sure I'm I'm thinking like way too much like instead of maybe like parsing like stepping it out like oh like mm-hmm. get here then here i'm just like, like i just look days. at this, yeah I, I look at you know seven digits and i'm like whoa what the hell <laughs> like this isn't It's it's not gonna happen in my lifetime like it's just not gonna happen Unless I like hit the lotto
2: or something. <laughs> so. Like there's yeah. one, right? Like I'm not going to hit seven digits unless I hit the lotto because I can't hit the lotto.
0: <laughs> right, right. <laughs> it's a stupid way to try to become rich and <laughs> it, the, the odds are. But that's what you're telling impossible. yourself. Yeah, <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs> we not have that kind of stuff, yeah
0: and i think at the at the bottom of it all um i'm sure we all are but i'll speak for myself for sure i'm afraid to uh fail you know it's crazy cuz like that's the thing that like makes you succeed is like cuz i i strongly believe in like throwing a bunch of things at the wall and kind of succeeding through failure in that way but <laughs> When it comes to actually doing it, I'm like, oh, shit, like, I don't want to fail. You know, I was always afraid right. to, like, get rejected by a girl or something. You know, right. you're just like, oh, I just won't even ask. Or, I, you know, I won't even try to make, a mo- like, let me just try something else because, or just not think about it because it's very mm-hmm. daunting. Mm-hmm
1: yeah, that, that fear of failure is, is is at the heart of it all, I guess. The, um, Definitely. the other example the book uses, he, he tells a story of this girl who had had cut, had, um, had asked for help to overcome her blushing problem, because every time she got around people, she started blushing and got really flustered and she wanted to get rid of it but he he pointed out that the blushing was her way of her her goal was to talk to this guy and share her feelings that she liked him but she was afraid to do that because of the blushing problem but the guy pointed out that the blushing it was what she had constructed in order to not talk to him. It was just <clears throat> an mm-hmm. excuse she had constructed. Her her body had manifested it mm-hmm. as a way to have an excuse not to talk to the guy. So it's these it's kind of the self-defeating stuff that we just come up with in order not to face <laughs> the potential rejection or failure. Mm -hmm. It's
2: weird. Yeah, it's really well said by both of you guys of the heart of all of these. its And I think it sounds like what I'm gathering from the book is just that, the fear of not succeeding (laughs) Mm -hmm. is at the root of it all.
0: Did you mention, Bryce, what's your, like, what was your like number one like greatest uh fear uh which of those was like at the top of your
1: list um i'm not sure i'd throw out having kids there's
2: what was that one again how do, how do you say that having kids um
1: i'm not exactly sure what the framework would be but probably all types of excuses probably just because i'm afraid of being a bad father
0: Hmm.
1: and And like you travel around a lot and stuff yeah i I don't know exactly what the Hmm. the because is but i'm sure it's because i'm afraid of being a bad father yeah it's I'm, very scary yeah <laughs> <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not sure if that's the top, but let's let's
2: it's it's up there and just just sharing them, I don't know if it's helpful for you to talk through them, but just you guys sharing these things is helpful for me because I can i mean number one, it's sort of you know you relate to people and you're like, oh, people go through the same thing, I'm going through. okay, cool. But more than that, just me like understanding you guys. There's a lot of stuff that we, you know, when you talk to people casually, you talk about stuff that you do. I started working out. I started this. I'm on this diet, whatever. Um, But these kind of conversations talking about things that scare us tell me way more about you guys because it informs like the decisions that you make. So it's on that front. It's just really interesting to me of like, oh, I know more about you guys now because of these things that some of them I already knew. Some of them we've talked about before. Some of them are maybe a little bit new. Um, Bryce, you are talking about kids. Like I know you've brought it up casually here and there, but I didn't know it was something that you think about. Like the way that you frame it there, I, th- I feel like, Oh, you're probably thinking about this. I just thought it was something that you didn't want to have kids and that's cool. And we've not talked about it. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? But now you tell him like, Oh, it sounds like it's probably a big deal for him. This is like something on his mind. Mm. Or maybe not. I don't know. Maybe I've read it. Not really on my mind all the time, but it is something that I think about. And
1: Hmm. yeah, I I think it's one of those things where you know you just delay it because you're you think you'll be better suited for it in the future. Like things will change. You'll you'll have this more stable lifestyle and be very financially secure and it'll be the perfect environment for a kid to be brought up in and and all this it's kind of like marriage you know you're at at least in in my situation we we didn't get married for you know five years until after five years of dating i don't know what the normal amount is but you know it it, at a certain point it felt like okay this should happen you know or this should have already happened because what else what else are we waiting for but you can come up with lots of reasons you know we don't have enough money or we're a little unstable right now or different different reasons i think kids is, is starting to creep up as one of those things you know like Probably, probably time to, to make this happen if you're going to make it happen. Nice. Let's end that one with no conclusions.
2: Good topic. Thanks for bringing it up. Yeah.
0: Thank you, Bryce and uh, Marshall, both of you guys for sharing. It helps uh, put things into perspective. I can't pinpoint uh, one of them, but like, I'm sure that we all have had had one where the other person was like oh that's so stupid and then kind of like bring that back to yourself like if you think that's like a ridiculous one then you can of course achieve yours you know <laughs> well, thank you all righty uh i wanted to talk a little bit about journaling today and I don't think I ever really got into journaling. The only time I could think of was uh when I first went to Korea, I had a blog spot like a uh, blog, I guess. I forget if it's like blogspot dot com or Yeah. You guys nice. probably know what I'm talking we'll about. We'll link it
2: up in the show notes. <laughs>
0: No, it's it's lost to the ether i, I don't know where it is it, i tried to find it what was, it was the name like, i'll google it uh, i was like
1: uh it's adventures in south korea
0: it was like uh <laughs> i don't know if it was like korea experience dot blogspot or or some something experience
1: oh, that's gonna be pretty generic and hard to find. Yeah,
0: I know. It's like I for, I forget if I if I think of it, I'll let you know later off <laughs> off the cam. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, I think it's pretty much gone. Anyways, um, yeah, that was I guess my first. Uh, I don't know, cause I, you know people always say, "Oh, journaling's great." Yada yada, it helps me diaries and all this stuff. And I just thought it sounded, and this was very young when I had this thought, but it it sounded just kind of pointless. Like why why would I like write anything down? That <laughs> sounds so crazy to say, but um, yeah. So I was uh, watching this a video on it uh, this past week. Some guy kind of detailing in in very easy terms just what journaling meant to him, and they had he had a kind of a daily tracker, and he had a a weekly one too, kind of a weekly. What was it called? I guess a weekly tracker, kind of like a a review of the week you know, five minutes. I don't, I don't think I'd be able to journal for like an hour a day, but you know, when he said five minutes, I was like, Oh hell yeah, I can do that. (laughs) And, uh, he also had a monthly review. So Hmm. it was very well kind of put and it just got me thinking about wanting to physically write on a piece of paper, you know, because I have a you know, I have a, a like wrist, you know, kind of tracker for my sleep or, or whatever, but to actually write that down. And then also to kind of share a weekly, just kind of experience and even like a monthly recap, as well as potentially a little bit of like a projected, like what, what does the next month look like? Um so yeah I just wanted to talk about it a little bit. I think um I think it would help just with my kind of well-being in general. You know, I can kind of have goals, but at the same time I think I want to use it more uh as a tool of something to look back on and to see like maybe patterns or how i've uh changed or if i've changed or you know um so yeah i just wanted to talk about it. i'm curious if i don't know if, i know we've talked about it in certain uh like i it made me think of the light spreadsheet that you mentioned marshall but i i don't think it's i don't think i want it to be like that like tracker focused as much more like uh also just kind of like writing things down just saying like hey this is how my week went um that may have that feature but yeah curious what your all's uh thoughts are if you have any tips or any success stories from doing like a little weekly five-minute journal <laughs> monthly hmm.
2: yeah I love journaling I love writing (laughs) so you do it every day no I don't Um, there was a time I it kind of goes in different seasons for me as far as whether I'm doing it every day or not for a while I had a blog that I was actually publishing on every day that was pretty intense and then at some point I broke that streak and realized i didn't want to be as constricted to having to do it every day because it became sort of a chore at some point um Mm. and now i haven't written on it in a while but yeah writing and stuff yeah there's just so many benefits to it like once you get into it i think my my thought on it is just start doing it you know just just try it out like don't don't commit to like i'm going to do this for a year or 12 months or just do it once you know see like what's it feel like do i like doing this then do it twice and you know just see how it goes for sure for sure
0: I feel like I should commit like at least a week or maybe even like a month like <laughs> commit a ch- like
2: <laughs> <laughs> you said the journal like getting one I've heard people say I've, I haven't done this but I've heard people say like get the most expensive journal that you can find that's like outside your comfort zone part of me is like then I would not never want to write in it because I wouldn't feel like what I'm writing is important so that's really? why I've not done that <laughs> but I don't know. I'm just sharing it because I've I've definitely heard people say like get a hundred dollar leather bound. You know, <laughs> I always um, just use like college rules on the outside. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I just use these. Yeah, that's what I use. <laughs> the
1: the old college. Co- what are they called? College ruled. <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah. Like a dollar Viral bound dollar thing. In Walmart, <laughs>
1: yeah. fifty cents at Walmart. <laughs> yeah. Three. Does yours have sometime. lines in it,
0: or is it yeah. just like a blank sheet? Yeah, lines. Okay. <laughs>
1: I uh, I probably fill one of these up once a month or one per month.
2: A whole, a whole binder. Oh, dang. Yeah. Now if, if you're doing it somewhat regularly, it'll fill up faster than you think, David. Cause like, I mean, to, I don't know. Share your experience with it, Bryce. Like you have like different spaces in there sometimes. And like it, there's only what, how many pages are in one of those things? Like it's not as big as you, it's not as much as you think, David.
0: Isn't it like a hundred pages or something? <laughs>
1: Yeah, um, I've been journaling since I got into self development around 2015, 2016. I think it was the summer of 2016. No, no, earlier 2015. And it's yeah, it's just become a part of my life now. I I I have to have a notebook by me, <laughs> you know, especially when I'm working. I i love to have my notebook by me i love to start the day by writing the three things i'm grateful for that's the only thing that could be called a system about it or a routine everything else is just random Mm -hmm. i'll just write notes um sometimes i'll i'll jot down the most important things that i need to accomplish today Mm -hmm. i used to use it more as like a scheduler like you're talking about david but i've since moved that over to a google sheet so now the journals is, is mostly just feelings or when i'm working i'll write down random stuff random ideas and man it's so funny like you said to look back at what you're writing like i'm not super nostalgic about it i don't revisit them intentionally but occasionally it I'll stumble upon one <laughs> and just to see the things that I was thinking about or that they were important at the time, or um, what, what I was working on at the time. It's great for uh, lots of reasons. Like you can see if you were on the right track. It, it's interesting to see like if you were on the right track or if you were totally off track at the time. But when you see if you were on track, it's kind of funny to see the origins of it and how things developed. And it's funny to see how small goals Mm -hmm. seemed really big at the time. Like, Mm. oh, if I can make $100 a day, that would be amazing. You know, that like that type of stuff. And now it was 100 a week. (laughs) Right, right. So you'll see your $100 a week and it'll seem so big. At least in my experience, like it'll seem yeah. how am I going to achieve this? And then two years from <laughs> from now, if you've stuck with it, you'll be like, Oh wow, a hundred dollars a week, that's what I was aiming for back then. <laughs> and now I'm aiming for like you know
0: ten X. Something <laughs> a lot larger. And
2: than- yeah, that's such a cool thing to go back and see. Yeah. I was gonna say the other when you first started saying that, I thought you were going to go in a different direction with it. And I'm sure you've seen this too, Bryce, where a little goal that you don't think is significant at the time ends up flourishing into a bigger thing. So, you, like, um, maybe writing is just an example for me where I'm like, early, early, like I was a teenager probably when I first started the first journal that I had. And I haven't been consistent with it where I've got like an uninterrupted break or anything. but like first journals where I'm like, Hey, I noticed I like to tell stories as a kid. Maybe I'll write some stuff down or I want to have a record of what I want to write. But it was such a little thing at the time. I'm just like writing it down. And now it it feels like such a big part of stuff that I, stuff that I've done, who I am, what I want to do, you know, like, but I didn't think about any of that at the time. I'm just like, I think I want to write stuff down, you know, (laughs) it's like, Whoa, that's crazy.
1: Yeah. Or just, you know i'm sure in my journal i was just doing lots of pros and cons of where to move yeah. you know mexico or colombia or this country or this country or this country and you know obviously you know it helps you kind of work through the decision just jotting down notes and stuff and but also yeah it's fun to look back and see oh i was deciding where to live and now i'm living here and I've had all these interesting experiences, and it all started back there when I was writing down pros and cons lists. It's, it's kind of yeah. kind of funny. Just, just to track where your mind was at the time.
2: That's the cool thing about paper. I, I don't use when you're talking about it, that's the thing I start feeling nostalgic of, because I don't really use paper as much anymore. I have a couple of different places that I, I have a journal, and then anyway, um, but it's, it's mostly digital now although I do anyway. But the cool thing about paper is that the rules are so uh, limitless or I don't know. There, There aren't the rules. So some days it was like a paragraph of, you know, cursive writing on paper. And then other days it was like three columns of what am I afraid of? How can I overcome it? What do I need to do next step? Or, you know, or like a mind map type thing. It's just a big circle in the middle. Like, Let's talk about a blog. Okay, what are some of the ideas I could do off of it? And then, you know, so it's like, and you start to see a rhythm, like what works. Maybe you're not a mind map guy. Maybe you're not a paragraph guy. Maybe you're not a list guy. And you'll start to feel that out as you go through. But in the beginning, there's a lot of freedom to, as opposed to like the digital version. If you are like, if you were used to doing like a blog, the blog is very, you know, you've got bullet points maybe, but it's very linear in the way that it typically is set up. Whereas paper has a cool, like, mad scientist feel to me like I I go to paper when I want to be like all right let's do some idea generation here and let's process through what I'm thinking
1: Mm. yeah on that note I've also used experimented using my my journal as like a just an outlet event I think it it started like that too you know just to get stuff out You know, you know, you do those writing exercises in college where they tell you, like, don't pause, you know, just write and like a brainstorm, right? No pausing, just continuous writing for 15 minutes. Mm -hmm. And I'll do that with my journal too. you know, just write everything that I'm I'm thinking. And one thing that I found really fun when I'm feeling angry, I'll just close my eyes. And write the first word that comes to mind and just keep writing over that word over and over and over and over again, mm. and <laughs> you know when you do it you you open your eyes and you see what type of pattern developed with the words I, I think that's that's kind of funny hm yeah. um, hmm. I'll just write down all the maybe the stuff that I want to say out loud, but I feel like I can't. So, mm.
2: have you, David? Have you done? Uh, so it sounds like you were. Anyway, where are you at in the process? It sounds like you're looking at buying. I still something. need to get a
0: yeah. <laughs> okay. I uh, so yeah. I still need to get a journal, um, and I I am just kind of writing down different different things to track. Um, I mean the guy's video is like really good. And I'm kind of also like seeing his ideas like, and they'd probably be similar to mine. Cause like I said, I, I do track on my watch thing, um, like my sleep. And so he like will physically write it out and like draw a line. And it's like mm-hmm. from like, you know, one to eight hours or like this time, this time. Um, <laughs> I mean, simple things like, Like read, exercise, and that's just kind of a daily like two three minute thing where I can just say, okay, yeah, I did this, I did this. Um, I'm considering, and I don't know, maybe this this will be a separate journal because I I have a notepad on my phone and I write down like all of my uh, ideas for um, my store and. I just I'm really curious if it's if it's something that will be more like impacting on me to physically write down. And I mean, you guys may be able to attest to it. Um, Writing, you know, typing something versus physically writing something. I'm kind of curious if that will. I don't know like motivate me or if that will like change my like the way I think about it because it, it feels to me that the you know these notepad things that I have on my phone are just kind of like throw away like it's just so quick to type and then I close it you know I, I save it for later and then per- perhaps it it doesn't even get you know taken care of and um it's kind of a mess, honestly, on my notes. But um Yeah. Did you guys ever have like things that you used to write down electronically or or maybe simultaneously and had like a like a a better experience or it, it kind of changed your your way of thinking, having it written down like on paper versus uh just in like a note
1: you know a phone notes i think what i've kind of shifted to is if i want to remember it i put it into the spreadsheet or the notepad on my computer if it's not important to remember it long term i'll put it into my my notebook my journal for example, mm-hmm. the the goals, I think I used to write a lot of the goals in the notebooks and then I couldn't reference them. Well, it wouldn't be easy to reference them two years from now because the journal would be long gone and probably thrown away or somewhere. And now I can reference my goals. You, you know, last year I, or last week I talked about my goals and how I was doing mid-year you know, seven months into the year, I wouldn't have been able to do that last year because my goals would have been written in some notebook that I didn't have anymore. And then I wouldn't be able to reference them. Um, Mm. So it's almost like a diary of sorts. Yeah, I'd say so. Mm. But also, yeah, I don't think it's a diary because i don't i don't write about my life you know i'm That's not saying like, there's a difference yeah uh, uh, today So maybe my wife and i like... went to <laughs> this park and it was it, it's not like that it's mm-hmm. oh, okay. well yeah right it's it's more like i'll say the three things i'm grateful for i like to do that at the beginning of the morning it puts me in a i think a good mood or a good state and some Like I said, occasionally I'll ask myself questions. I think if you're new to this, not to say I'm an expert or anything, but if you want to give yourself more of a framework, you could start with some questions to ask yourself. Like, what are the most important things to do today? Um, if, you're do- if you're journaling in the evening, it could be something like, what went well today? What can I improve on? what uh what do i need to do to get ready for tomorrow or you know these these types of prompts writing prompts that Mm -hmm. you can um can kind of blend with that with that scheduler if you're if you're doing it all in one place um yeah yeah, i I guess you could (laughs) It, it seems to get a little mixed up when you're when you're doing it all in one place though the scheduling and the the writing and the journaling.
2: And, and I think you'll feel that out pretty fast. Mm-hmm. You know, like, experiment. I wouldn't, I wouldn't discourage putting it all in one place. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think Bryce is, but you know what I mean? Like, just just start a little bit mm-hmm. and you'll, you'll get a feel because what I realized uh, early on, I was like a diary because I didn't know what to write. I didn't have a prompt that I wanted. And I, so I was like, I want to write. I want to be able to remember my life. That was kind of what I started with. And then I started writing down well today I went to this place or I met with this friend and we played basketball and he beat me or what, you know, like that was, that was the diary. It was, it was very much like, you know, face value. And then over the years I realized it's really more of a thought catalog is really what it becomes for me of like, what am I thinking about? How do I feel that kind of thing? So I don't have those prompts anymore. You know, not typically I don't, I mean, sometimes I still do, but, um, But you'll feel that out, like whether you want it to go more in a schedule path or like you mentioned light spreadsheet, light spreadsheet started for me because I had gotten away from doing any kind of like tracking because I didn't, I just didn't want to do it in in that format. But then I started to realize, well, maybe I still want to track, but not with my journaling. So then it sort of became its own separate thing. But you'll feel all that out as you go. You're like, this is tedious. I don't want to keep track of this. Or I really love keeping track of this. Great. And then, you know there's different types of journaling diarying like the formats for the booklets like people are people are pretty intense with it so whichever style you go down you can find other people who will give you like suggestions about getting all technical with you know if you really want to get into one style or not but in the beginning it's just like i won't even say in the beginning in general it's just just write some stuff and you'll feel out what where you want to go with it
1: i will mm-hmm. say it is nice to have those three things i'm grateful for though because that gives mm-hmm. me Something to start with, right you know, I'll write the date and then I'll write the three things I'm grateful for. And if that's all I do, that's all I do. Yeah, but just writing those three things, three short things I'm grateful for,
2: then it usually leads to more. right <laughs> so, And you can it's easy that that is a good point. If you have something that mm-hmm. if you know you want to get into it, if you set a goal to be like I'm gonna write a sentence answering this question, then you can Mm -hmm. check it off in your mind because otherwise you get into that mode of like, well, I don't want to sit down because I don't know what I want to write about. I know I want to write a lot. And you get that fear of failure type thing coming back in. It's like, don't do that. Make it easy to succeed by setting a very clear standard of what it counts to succeed. And if that's writing three things, great. If it's writing the date and I'm alive or whatever, you know, like set some bar that's like, (laughs) I'm going to, I'm going to do this. Um, And then you kind of see where it goes. (laughs)
1: Yeah, oh, yeah. I like the what do you, what are the most important things to do today prompt? Or the what do you want to accomplish today?
0: Excuse mm-hmm. me. Mm-hmm. Thank yous and then things to do. You
1: know, especially so if you're using it as a scheduler too. Because then you can understand what your priorities are for the day.
0: Yeah. It's almost seems like a, a kind of a hybrid thing. Like the daily is the tracking the weekly is just like, you know, Hey, this week was great. I, I did this. I don't, you know, I feel, I feel like this, but, and I don't know how long you guys spend on your journaling, but I think, uh, I think I don't want to do more than like 10 minutes a day. Like I, I don't want to, I'm not, I don't want to become an author. <laughs> but, but you might to something oh shit,
2: <laughs> I didn't want to either <laughs> I hated <Yeah>. writing
1: <laughs> again, mine's yeah. not like uh something I whip out in the morning, right and then put away i It's literally by my side all day long, <laughs> and I'm, I'm keeping just like jotting down notes and and things throughout the day on it.
2: No, I Don't like that idea, it. too. I want to try yeah, that out too because I don't keep mine with me all the time. Like, especially like at work, is what I'm thinking. Like, why mm-hmm. oh, I should bring something to work so I have like, because there's stuff I think of that just goes away, or I put it in my phone and it anyway. Yeah, that's yeah, what I, I do. feel. That's I feel weird I when I'm away from it. <laughs>
1: it's like ah, it's where's you, yeah. where's my journal?
2: <laughs> yeah, <laughs>
0: that's awesome. I love it.
2: All right, so when are you going to get a journal, David?
0: <laughs> uh, after, when are you going to get this? <laughs> after this is over.
1: <laughs> head down I'm to gonna, Target.
0: Uh, yeah, either head down to Target or see if there's a gold-plated one on Amazon.
1: <laughs> next Probably got day a 20-pack. Go. <laughs> That's hilarious, yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, ask me about it next week, and uh, if I have nothing to say, then I've, I've failed myself. And you guys
2: I'll try to ask you before then because otherwise then we've failed you if, if we're waiting till next week then. <laughs> <laughs> like <laughs> I'm just legitimately curious thing. I think it's I think it's a cool thing when people I try not to be super uh, I don't know evangelistic about journaling <laughs> because I can get overboard with it sometimes <laughs> like everybody should write every day everybody everywhere It's like okay that's probably not accurate like it's you know but. I'm excited when people get into it and are excited about it. Cause I'm like, yeah, let's, I'm, I'm curious how, how, how's it go? You know? Sweet.
0: Yeah. I'll, uh, keep you guys posted.
2: All right. Well, I'll get into my stuff here. I close this out. Um, mine is about work and it's been a pretty emotional week for me for various reasons. Uh, Part of which is because of stuff at work. So I wanted to kind of talk through some stuff that I've I've brought up this topic before and, and shared some things, but I wanted to be a little bit more detailed in one of the stories. I meant to go back and listen to see what all I had said before, but I didn't. So I'll just repeat some of it and some of it will be new. Um, and then also share some of what happened, uh, this week and kind of, it's weird. It's been like three days or so since some things happened. So I'm on the other side of it now in some ways where I'm kind of like, okay, it's probably not that big a deal, (laughs) but I'll, I'll kind of share the process of how it came about and how, why like three days ago, it felt like a big deal. (laughs) Um, so really, it has to do with me at uh, the place where I've worked, I've worked there for seven years now, and I've shared before how I, you know, kind of started out of the people in the office. I'm probably I, I've definitely been there the longest other than the owner of the company. Um, so in that process, there's been people who, you know, I kind of started out and got promoted. Great. Other people got promoted kind of passed me up. kind of depressing sometimes, ups and downs, felt bad about it. So that's the kind of general story. Um more specifically though, in the early days, it's it's probably happened like four times. I don't know if I mentioned that it's happened that many times before. Um it's not like one time, it's like a bunch of times. <laughs> and the first time was with uh was with my friend who recently moved away. And with him, it was difficult because I felt like I had been told things about my role and so forth that didn't end up coming to pass. And so I, I felt bad, whatever. Uh, But then when he sort of like passed me up, like he's a good friend of mine and was back then, still is now. And in a lot of ways, he's just really good at stuff like really good at his job and and so like there was a part of me that in the back of my mind i'm like okay well he he probably is the better person to do this job than i am so that's kind of where i went with that the second time is the one that i want to talk about here because i may have mentioned it before but i didn't tell the whole story and i don't know that i've told really anybody the whole story other than my wife who knows what what happened with it but um we have these on-call schedules where people call you know, after hours and they'll call work and somebody's technician is on call and they'll pick up the phone and call the customer and go out there if necessary, fix whatever problem and move on. Well, one night um, there was an on-call situation and it was probably 10 o'clock at night or so. And my wife and I were doing what wives and husbands do at night. And I got a call. And I didn't know who it was. It just rang and I was like, I'm clearly not getting it, you know, vibrated my phone and I just ignored it. Right. So I don't know, five or 10 or 15 minutes went by and I got another call. And at that point, I realized that there was a call coming through from basically our central station. So I'm like, ah, okay, let me see what's going on. So pick up the phone, talk to somebody on the other end hey, there's this situation we can't get a hold of your on call tech. And they probably, they gave me the name of the customer. It was one of our larger customers at the time. Sounded like a big deal. Okay. Um, Yeah, let me see what I can, let me see what I can do. So I texted our on call tech and uh, then kind of like laid down with my wife. I'm not sure what happened there. Um, And then some more time went by and I don't know how long it was. Um, but it was like 15, 30 minutes, something like that. And uh, I hadn't gotten a call or anything back from a uh, technician. I don't know if there was another call from our central station at that point or from somebody else. I, I kind of don't think that there was, but I'm not sure exactly. Anyway, short version or trying to shorten this down a little bit. I get in the car and I like go to work because in order to see what's going on on the system... I've got to see like our console stuff to see what activity is coming through. Like, I'm not a technician, so I can't do all the stuff that they can do, but I can kind of see what's like maybe going on, give the customer a call, see what's going on. I get down to work. The, uh, I start looking in the activity and it turns out that Central Station had ended up calling, uh, the owner of the company and he was trying to get a hold of somebody to get a technician out there, couldn't get a hold of anybody. So he called, I don't know how many people he called, but he called, one of our other technicians, not an on-call technician, just a dude that's been around forever and was really good. Um, So I see that this on-call technician is like making edits in the program. So I call him and I'm like, Hey, what's going on? I'm down at work. What's going on? Whatever. He's like, yeah, I'm headed down there. Let me see what I can come up with. And I'm like, cool. Okay. So I stay at work for like an hour or whatever. We troubleshoot together. I don't remember what the issue was. He fixes it. We move on. Um, The customer, obviously, is not actually on-site. Our our contact isn't on-site because it's like 10 o'clock at night. But he's really frustrated. Like, why can't I get a hold of anybody? It's been like an hour or whatever. Blah, blah, blah. Okay. Um, My tech is like working with somebody on-site, like a maintenance guy or whatever. We get it resolved, whatever. Um, So it doesn't seem seem like a great situation. Uh, Later on, you know, go into work, you know, the next day or whatever. And I... My boss and I kind of mentioned or, you know, the owner of the company, we we talked about it like just in passing. It was like, yeah, what happened with that is, you know, we got we ended up going out the next day or I don't remember what it was, but some sort of passing comment. Okay, And I thought there was going to be more of a conversation about it, frankly, because it seemed like a bigger deal with. Like, first of all, whatever happened to the other tech that was supposed to be on call and then. What happened with the customer? Like, were we going to call the customer and apologize like formally? Like, I don't know. Did the owner already call? Like, I don't know what's going on, you know. So I thought there was going to be more to this, but there really wasn't. So I was like, okay, uh, whatever, you know, whatever. Okay. Um, so a couple weeks go by and I'm brought into a meeting that's basically like you're being, you're being, uh, uh, I don't think they use the word demoted. But it was like basically we're we're hiring somebody new who's going to have your job and you're going to take a different role that's like she's going to be your boss. And that was a huge deal for me because at the time, number one, I was still sort of like thinking I had been told other things about my role from the past because this is all within probably – Actually, I don't know how long that what the time frame is. It may have been it may have been further apart than I think it is. In my mind it's like within the same year, but maybe it's further apart. It may have been like 2015, 2016. Anyway, whenever it was, um but it was a huge deal for me because at the time I felt like I was very invested in our company, like I, you know, was working a lot of hours, like it was a pretty small, like it still is a small company, but like it was like three of us doing everything in the office and I I I felt bad for the situation, but I also didn't feel like my whole story was heard. Like they, uh, my boss said that he called central station and like got their story of the recordings of our conversation and how I was going to get involved. And I remember telling, you know, my boss, like, Hey, I had number one, I I tried to reach out to the on-call technician. Typically that's what I'll do when I'll get a call. It's like, I'll try to reach out myself, see if I can get a hold of them. And then if not, then I'll get back involved. I waited too long. So I definitely messed up in there. If like I should have like after I texted the guy and like didn't get a response in like two minutes. I probably should have tried to call the customer at that point. And just be like, hey, yeah, we're working on it. Let me see what I can do type thing. Um, but I wanted to go to work and get some more information, whatever. Anyway, none of that, none of the part of me going to work and working with our technician was anything that my boss knew about. At least my understanding now and and at the time, I don't think he knew any of that when he made the decision to bring on this other person and, and so forth. So I felt like I was very, I felt like it was unfair and I felt like there should have been a conversation with me about it first instead of it being this like, I felt like it could have been two different things. You know what I mean? Like it could have been hey, here's a situation, let's talk through this. And then separately, we're bringing on another person. And if they want to bring on another person and all of that. But at the time, I just was really, I was really broken up about it at the time. Um, You know, I went through the whole thing of like, I'm probably not going to work here anymore, blah, blah, blah. Obviously, I did keep working there, still work there. Um, So anyway, I don't think I had told all of that before. Um, and I kind of just wanted to tell somebody because I'm like, I ah, like, I don't know. It, it seems like it's a big part of and I think I wanted to tell more of it last time, but something I didn't get into the details. I don't know. Um, anyway, so this week, fast forward to this week. And, there, you know, there's been other people who've kind of moved around and so forth since then. Um, and what's crazy about the whole thing, and I, and I always mention this, the person who came on and took my job then. Like she was a great person. Like she doesn't work there anymore, but it didn't end up working out. But she was a great person. We became good friends. All the people that we work with, including the owner, including everybody, like I'm pretty good friends with. Like I spend a lot of time with them. So it's this weird thing because I have this sort of resentment and sort of problems. But at the same time, like I like people and I like the people that I'm, you know, with. Anyway, so this week, I basically get this email on Wednesday that three people have been promoted. And I haven't like been demoted, but there have been people who've passed me over, let's say. And so all of that from the past kind of came back again. And I don't know, Like, part of me is like, well, if none of that in the past had happened before... Maybe I wouldn't, maybe I would feel worse now because it would be like a new experience for me. But then the other part of me thinks because all of that happened in the past, it's way harder for me now because like, I try not to be attached to my job or my position or what I do as like my identity. But being completely frank, it's like way a part of who I am and who, you know, like There's this part of me that's like, well, you're not good enough. You're not, you know, um, valuable enough. Or I think that the real thing more than what happened this week was how it happened. Because I felt like, and, you know, a couple of days later, I think more through it, I'm like, well, it probably happened as good as it could have happened. I don't, you know, but on Wednesday, when I saw the email, I'm like, why didn't somebody tell me this? Like somebody just talk to me about this. Why do you, you know? I feel like I'm part of a team, and then I just get an email that goes out to the whole company at the same time. Like somebody just just tell me this. You know, I'll have a better. I I actually don't know if I'll have a better reaction, but I feel like I'll have been shown more respect. You know. So. Anyway, yeah, it's been uh, it's been kind of a crazy week, and I don't, you know, I don't know that I need like or not need, but like I said, at the beginning of this, I I kind of am on the other side of having gone through the emotional curve of it. Um, I ended up getting together with my dad, uh, (laughs) on Thursday and, uh, it's funny, kind of lined up with some of what we had talked about before, because literally like within an hour of hearing about it, I texted him and was like, Hey, can we get together? Um, and so we got together and kind of talked it through. And that was a whole other emotional like roller coaster of talking to him about it and talking to him about some other stuff. Um, trying to think of how to wrap this up. I don't, yeah, I don't know how to wrap it up other than to say like, that's kind of where I'm at for the week. It's been like the actual day to day of my life probably hasn't changed ba- barely at all, you know, but it feels like going into this week. And I told because I've talked to, you know, basically everybody involved except for except for the owner of the company. I haven't really talked to him about it, um, but all, everybody else involved, I've I've had some conversations with them, and um, they've been good conversations. I think that I've been fairly, uh, fairly frank and and open with them about how I'm feeling about it. Some of them listen to this podcast, so they probably get a, a different take of it because I haven't gone into the past uh, history as much. So. Part of that is scary. I think that's why I wanted to talk about it here, because I haven't talked about it because it's scary for me. I don't like, you know, I don't want to look bad, so purposely looking bad like is something that I'm like, I don't really want to do that. <laughs> so anyway, that's that's the story, and I just wanted to tell you guys about it. Uh, I just want to say one thing. Great job telling that
1: story. That is definitely one story I'd be scared to tell because Mm, it was so long and you did a great job telling it
2: (laughs) just for the length of it
1: (laughs) i don't know about for the length of it that's the perfect perfect example of uh, a story that would be too long for me to
2: to tell when awesome job you're an inspiration thanks that actually means a lot i I appreciate that with i'll i'll let you in on another another uh I don't know, secret or whatever, but at the beginning of the show when we were talking about which order we're going to go in, before we started recording, like three days ago when I started thinking, can I talk about this? Like, do I have, like, maybe I have to wait a couple weeks to be able to talk about this publicly. Like, I don't know if I can do this. I felt like I was going to cry or like I was crying with my dad and like, it, you know. Anyway. um, So when I was talking about or when I was thinking about talking about this, I thought about putting the caveat in like, but only if I can go first because I've just got to go in and I've got to say it and not chicken out. <laughs> so then in the beginning, we were talking about what order we were going to go in. And we we're like, let's let David decide. And I'm like, okay, what order is he going to choose? And he put me as last, which is fine. But then like the whole time I'm thinking like, <laughs> why, didn't, why didn't I just say I wanted to go first? But I'm glad like in a way it was like more, more fear training. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I had some intuition about that. I know, I know. <laughs> There's a certain relief, though, in talking to people about it with you guys, like having now just said that and being like, OK, take a breath. It was the same way sort of talking to my dad. Um, talking with my wife was really emotional because I kind of she she's like I said, she's the only one that kind of knew the story. So. Yeah, yeah that's where I'm going to cry. Just coming home and telling her about it. And she knew the story, so I didn't have to tell her the story. But it was good. It was a good moment with her. Why it's nice to be married and come home and talk to somebody who understands you, you know, who's your history. Yeah. Just pretty intense. Pretty intense bunch of conversations over the last uh <laughs> whatever it's been, three or four days. <laughs>
1: yes it's it's tough man it's i can't yeah i can't even imagine how frustrating that is yeah i i haven't been through
2: anything like that but it it sounds really really frustrating you know i will say i think i'm in a better place though now with being able to talk about it because i didn't talk about it you know, even, even with my wife, she knew what happened because we went through it together back then. Um, But number one, I really didn't talk about it. And then number two, I didn't, uh, I didn't tell my, like, didn't tell my parents about what happened or uh, even more than like what happened over time. I sort of did, but then I didn't tell them like how much I cared or how much it hurt or how much, you know, I just kind of said, you know, this happened, you know, kind of brush it off. And even when it happened, then I was very, um, like, I feel like I'm pretty good at not getting emotional about things. or not presenting, not letting emotions come out, you know? So I would talk about it and kind of brush it off and not let people see into me, you know, see like what I'm actually feeling. And in some ways I think I've done, I've, I've grown a lot since then because I'm able to not only talk about it with you guys but also you know allow myself kind of even though I'm still like trying not to cry (laughs) but also like getting to the point where I'm tearing up and it's like I still feel like there's still a part of me where I'm like ah like I don't want to cry but then there's a part of me that's saying like it's okay but I don't want to you know what I mean so there's this back and forth in my head but I'm in a much better spot being able to do that and like I said talking with people at work even about it it's um I wouldn't have talked about it with people at work in the past. Um, even with my friend who in some ways, you know, I never call him like my best friend, but you know, if you talk about things that you do and how much you hang out with your friends, like he probably is my best friend, you know, in, in some ways um, we would talk about things, but never got that close, you know, talking about like the feeling behind it as much as just the, like the theory of, Oh, it shouldn't have happened this way or, you know, yeah, that must be hard or, you know what I mean? It was instead of me like really showing it. So I guess I'm just trying to say in some way, like, thank you. Like, I think a lot of that is because of what we've talked about here and, you know, becoming comfortable with you guys and just being able to talk through things. I really appreciate you uh, sharing this.
0: I have so many questions, (laughs) but I don't know if i should ask them you know
2: like how deep you know but yeah i can i can go either way i kind of we i can talk about some things i think there's still probably things like if you ask certain questions i'll be like no i'm not ready to talk about that yet (laughs) but i'll be but i'm i feel like i'm okay to say that too so like if there's stuff you want to ask um ask it we can talk about stuff or not if like i also don't want to i know with a topic like this like there's nothing to there's nothing to fix there's nothing to like you know maybe there's some encouragement that i'm wanting somehow but even that i'm like you know it's more just me wanting to share it and so i don't want i like i don't want you guys to feel like you have to like respond now like here's this big story that happened now cheer me up or fix it for me or help me walk through it or hold my hand like just being able to share with you guys and you guys be like wow that's thanks for sharing you know that's enough like I'm you know go either way with it really
0: yeah I mean it's just a really shitty situation sorry Bryce go ahead
1: yeah I mean that's it's not much more to say other than that it's shitty um do you want to talk about where to go from where you are planning to go from here or do you just want to sit with with the feelings Hmm.
2: yeah you know in some ways like I said being on the other side of it like I think somehow the I keep re re uh saying that phrase like being on the other side of it because it's like I'm looking back on it in the past now so there's still a lot, clearly there's still a lot of emotions with it, but even in the two, three days, um, I think I'm trying to remember who I've mentioned this to, maybe I've mentioned it to multiple people, but um, you know, the phrase from last year when we were trying to flatten the curve with, uh, with, with everything the pandemic and everything, the, uh, so the idea of right, flattening the curve, right. So we don't like flood the hospitals with people. And then, you know, we can hopefully help people easier. You know, with this experience, it's like I didn't want to flatten the curve. Like I didn't want to like lower the amplitude of the emotions because and it's almost like that analogy sort of helped me in some way thinking about it like that. But I didn't want to lower it because then it just makes it last longer, makes it last longer because then I like bury stuff and I don't talk about it and I don't share it. But by just immediately texting my dad and being like hey i got some stuff i want to talk about can you meet up and then talking with him about it and then of course talking to my wife about it and even talking to people at work about it um and what's great about people at work like they all came to me and then by them coming to me like after you know what kind of came out like I was in a better place to, because they came to me, they showed that sort of friendship and being able to talk about it. And then because I think I'm in a better place, I was more, more honest, more open, even though there's still things that I probably wasn't completely like, but, but you know what I mean? I was, I was more in that place. So that curve, instead of it being flat and being, you know, drawn out, I was able to just cry with people and you know whatever and so now it's it's weird because it's only been three days whatever but i i uh like i really don't have like a resentment it's like a i'm trying to think of what the word is there's like a disappointment but i don't feel like i'm like holding it it doesn't feel like i'm holding stuff it feels more just like sort of yeah like what's next like okay so how do we go forward from here it's not so much yeah and now that i a part of this that i didn't talk about too i i talked to my buddy too who doesn't work there anymore uh i guess it was it was it was thursday night so it was after my dad talked so talk like there's just a lot of conversations that have been in here that are that, like each time i tell the story again you know <laughs> i like go through the same process again um so by now like having i don't know what how many times i've gone through this talking with people three or four or five six times or whatever it's getting easier in some way this one was a little bit more i don't know be- because i feel like it's also public <laughs> like it's you guys but it's also it's also public um but uh yeah i don't know it's there's sort of a lightness that i feel in a, in like a good way like I, I don't feel like i'm hopefully this is like helping in some way maybe it's helping heal past things you know I don't
1: know. Yeah, that's that's amazing that you have coworkers who are there to to listen, and that's awesome that you open up to them. Unlike you, in the past you haven't. I'm sure that creates a new new level of trust and yeah, deeper deeper relationship with your coworkers. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And the fact that they came to you first,
0: like that, that speaks uh, volumes to the
2: situation. Yeah. Yeah. Because thinking back on it, like at some point we probably would have had some conversations about it, but I don't know that I was in a place. I, I know almost positively, like day of, I probably wasn't in a place to go to them and be like, it be a helpful thing, right? I would have either gone and been like angry or I would have gone and been, or I just wouldn't have, I wouldn't, have. I would have shut down and been like, hey, I know that this, like me bringing something up in this way is not going to be helpful for the situation. But because they came to me and were more like, I don't know if sorry is the right word, but you know what I mean? They were more like, I don't know. It helped because they came to me, I guess. And so as a result, I was able to respond in a much better way than if I had, if I had been the one to initiate that, which is an interesting thing in itself. Cause half the time I think like if I were in their shoes, sometimes I tell myself I shouldn't go talk to people because maybe they're not thinking of it in this way. And maybe it will just make it worse by me going and talking to them, you know, but that's totally a lie. Like definitely I mean, maybe not. Maybe there are cases where that's the case, but (laughs) at least in my case, it was certainly helpful for them to come in and, you know, be like, I'm worried about you. Are you okay?" You know, you know, know, keeping that in the back of my mind for the future. If this stuff kind of happens with whether it's this, you know, work or, or just with people, when I notice that I feel like somebody might be going through something, like, don't feel shy about just being like, hey, are you okay? But I'm here if you need me, you know. Yeah,
0: even if they say like no, like or I don't right, feel right. comfortable, like at least you were, you know, there to say, hey, you know, I'm here. Right,
1: right. Right. It's like the uh the thing Chris was talking about with what's your task? Oops. Yeah. Trying to ask myself that question. <laughs> For this situation, like what is, what is your task here? Um, because my natural response was to feel protective of you and to like make sure this never happens again. <laughs> but um that's that's not the that's not the task. Hmm.
2: Did was that in that uh when he was talking about the task, was that in the book that you're reading? The courage to be disliked, yeah. Be disliked. Same.
1: Same one. Okay. I have to check
2: that out then. I remember him talking about that and I remember writing it down. I think we all probably wrote it down when he said it or at least after I listened to it when I re-listened to the show. Maybe that's when I wrote it down but it's like on the list. (laughs) (laughs) Hmm. Yeah, like knowing what your task is and knowing where to go with it is critical because I mean, I was in the same boat too. Like when I first heard about stuff like like you, just all the emotions come through of like I need to go talk to somebody about this or okay well that you know or like I there's all these different things that come through of like what I'm going to do you know and trying to figure out like what's right to do versus what's just you know what I uh, I was gonna say like what I should do versus what's right to do I don't know if that's it's almost the same thing but I think what I came up with was just try to be open with everybody as much as you can. Don't force it because that's kind of not a good idea either, but just be, you know, try to be as open as I can and let, let it kind of go ahead and feel it. And then it's kind of like the pause thing that you talked about, David, like maybe the pause is more than, you know, a couple minutes in this case, it's probably a couple days or maybe a week or two or whatever, but just like, don't make any hasty decisions you know, because there's all that, you know, there's the, well, I'm just going to leave here. Nobody cares about me here. Like, this is terrible. Like, forget this, you know, and it's like, okay, well, that's, or, you know, like we were talking about like fighting the guy, like somebody says something bad to you or whatever. And there's the part of you that like the masculine side, that's like, oh, we'll just go punch the guy, you know, or whatever. And like, okay, well, you know, like, yeah, you could do that. Maybe that's the masculine side, but like, is that really like what you want to do? Like, is that, you know, I don't know. So like just pausing for a second and be like, okay, let's make a decision. Any, you know, like, Just, just go ahead and feel the process and then don't, don't react, like respond, but don't react. So I don't know. Hopefully I'm doing some of that. Hopefully it's hopefully in a year or whatever, looking back on this, it'll be like a win for me. Like, oh, I handled that really well right now. It doesn't necessarily feel like there's a good or a bad. It's more just being in it. (laughs) But Yeah. It seems like you're still
1: in the grieving stage of this or getting out of it. Yeah, probably. I'll, I'll throw this question out there and feel free to ignore it or whatever. But um, I really want to know if you expect a different outcome in the future. And if you think it'll be as crushing the next time or if you see this as a setback towards your goal to get promoted and it's an opportunity to work harder so that you can get promoted.
2: Let me see if I can keep both because there's kind of two this or this questions in there. For the first one, I think that was one of the one of the reasons why it hurts because part of me is like, I I think I told my wife this. I, in some ways I feel in some ways I feel stupid for like still putting up with this or being there or any, you know what I mean? Like there's a part of me that's like, you know, if people like my, my, Friend Hoy says, if people show you who they are, like, believe them. <laughs> oh. It's like, you know, there's a part of me that's like, Marshall, how long are you going to put up with this? Like, this, what? And so that it's almost like this remorse of looking back and being like, oh, yeah, I'm stupid. So not only am I not good at my job, but I'm also stupid for like trying to be, you know what I mean? And it's like doubly difficult to go through that realization. Um, but then the other, the other part of that question, um, like, does it help me, you know, does it motivate me to improve? You know, what's interesting is I remember the first time with my buddy when he, uh, when he kind of passed over and when he, um, got the position that he had, um, it was very much that it was very much, okay, I'm going to double down, I'm going to do better not to like take his job back or any like his position back. Cause at that point it was kind of, we'd kind of passed that, but there was a part of me that like, that's the way I took it. It was like, Oh, I can do better. I, there was all this, like how the situation happened. I was, you know, but anyway, I can do better. And, and there were like very specific ways. I remember talking to my boss about it and talking to people and, you know, um, but probably with each successive time that it's happened I've lost that and that's what that's what's challenging now in the place that I'm in now because part of me is like if it's not motivating me to improve then it goes back to the first part of the question of like well why am I here what what like what is the goal here um is it enough to to be here and not want to improve or or it's not like want to improve because that's like it's like in my DNA to sort of like want to improve. But there's a different level of wanting to improve, you know, um, like there's, you know, the day to day I want to improve. And then there's like the vision of wanting to improve. Like, OK, in five years, what would I have to do today to be better in five years? That's a different level of improving than like on the job week to week. Like, OK, how can I do this better today or tomorrow or next week? Like. um, So anyway, now I've lost track of what the question was because I'm just rambling at this point, but um, I don't, it doesn't, the question was, does it motivate me to improve? And I think that's what's scary about it is it, it doesn't at this point, it's sort of, I've gotten to a point where it's like, not yet anyway, maybe give it a couple more days and I'll have a different outlook. But right now where I sit, I don't have this like, all right, get up and show them like, you know, like I don't have that. Yeah, it
1: reminds me of the company David and I worked for. The The career path was be a teacher or become a manager. So you could be a manager at one of the the branches. And I remember there was this one dude I worked with. He really wanted to be a manager. And he must've interviewed like seven times and every, you know, they only every, the interview only happens every so often, you know, they, cause they only need to hire every so often. Right. And it'll, right. So maybe once every few months he would get the opportunity to interview. And every time he got rejected and it's, it's like, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what do you just keep trying or do you Yeah, when to when to accept
2: or give up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's kind of the, the place that it is here. It's like like I said, about making decisions like whether to like keep going here, go talk to the owner. All of those questions were like let's just wait a second. And like wait for the Yeah. Mm. Let's just pause <laughs> is kind of what I've taken. And I don't know, like maybe I'll look back and be like, that was the wrong decision I should have you know, I don't know, but what I'm doing right now anyway.
1: <laughs> nice. Proud of you for, for expressing the emotions anyway. That that's the it's hard. It's much easier to keep it inside.
2: I almost texted you guys too, like, I guess it was Wednesday night because this is how like cucumber talks has become part of my life. Like literally after crying with my wife and I'm like, I don't know, laying in bed or something that night, I'm like getting ready. I don't think I texted you guys anything on Wednesday, but part of me was like, well, at least I got a good (laughs) I got something to talk about on, you know, like, because usually I'm like Thursday night, Friday, I'm trying to think of like, okay, what am I gonna talk about? What have I been working on, you know, but I pretty much knew like on Wednesday, this is what I should talk about. But then there was this huge wave of like, I can't talk about this, like, there's no way. And so that's why I didn't text you because I was like, I wasn't in the place where I was committed to it yet. (laughs) But I'm glad I have a place to talk and I I'm glad I have people to talk to.
0: Yeah. I'm very, I'm very happy that you shared this because, uh, I'm sure a lot of people feel, uh, similarly or are in similar situations.
1: So very relatable. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. It's not just work. It's,
2: That's what I was going to say. There's so many things like this in life that are just, yeah. And I think it's a, anyway, I could probably talk about this forever. It's not just like, probably when I tell the story and you guys kind of know me, you're probably more sympathetic to me. Somebody else could tell the story and I could be the idiot who's not doing his job well or just, I mean, not even that strong, just be like. This is how work works like somebody's better fit for the role like they probably are a better fit for the role like I, in some ways i i think that that is accurate actually they probably like in five years who's going to be doing this job better they probably will be than me like you know so so there's like it's it's i guess where i'm going with all that is the situation the emotions are high for me but it's not clear necessarily that there was anything bad that actually happened like maybe you know what i mean like It seems like there are from my perspective, but I don't know, like in the grand scheme of things, like stuff happened, stuff said, maybe it was meant intentionally, maybe it wasn't, maybe there could have been some more forethought on things. Sure. It seems like there could be, maybe that's me like trying to cover it up and make, make myself feel better. I don't know, but you know, the, the, I think the, the lesson or what, you know, what I'm thinking about with it is like yeah there's stuff just life happens you know and like you go through you go through stuff that's emotional whether it's somebody's fault or whether not or whether it is whether you personally made the mistake and it happened and it's bad and it feels bad still just feels bad (laughs) you know like so hopefully i don't know talking about it somehow if if nothing else it it helps me (laughs) so i got one win out of it (laughs) Hey guys,
0: this is David. We hope you enjoyed this week's discussion. Our goal is to inspire people to have more honest and vulnerable conversations. You can help us do that by not only sharing the show, but also having meaningful conversations of your own. Thank you for listening, and be sure to subscribe to catch our next talk.